You are listening to the Atlanta Real Estate Forum radio show, all about real estate edition. Shining a light on the movers and shakers in the real estate industry. The home builders, developers, realtors, and suppliers making it all happen. Good morning and welcome back to Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio. I'm your host, Carol Morgan, and I'd like to recognize Denim Marketing as our show sponsor. Known as a trendsetter, Denim Marketing has been blogging since 2006 and podcasting since 2011. Um, We're currently working on strategies for Google's helpful content update and ways to incorporate AI into sales and marketing. Contact us when you need quality original content for social media, public relations, blogging, email marketing, or promotions. Well, commercial real estate is always a hot topic in Atlanta. And today I have the pleasure of talking to one of the movers and shakers in the industry. So welcome to the show, Edie Weintraub. Edie is the founder of Terra Alma, and she and her team work hard to turn spaces into places. So Edie, just take a quick second and tell us a little bit about you and your background. Yeah, no, thank you so much for having me, Carol. Uh, Yeah, I started in commercial real estate in 2005, and uh, it was inspiration from my father, who'd always been in land uh, assemblages and development. And he said, Edie, I really think that this would be a great industry for you. You really love people. You're very self-motivated, independent, and um, driven that I really think you should consider this. So I started very early on in my career in residential, scouted a lot of great investors, um, going into 05, 06, 07. And while I loved what I was doing and the independence and learning new markets, I really knew that I was going to ultimately have a family and wanted to be in a position that was more of a Monday through Friday, nine to five. And maybe the nine to five is not absolute, but I wanted something that was a little bit more business oriented, but staying in the world of real estate. Well, talk a little bit about Terra Alma. Give us a quick overview of, of Terra Alma and, and your team and what y'all do. Absolutely. No, I've um, really enjoyed kind of setting the stage and building the team. So we are at uh, four total members right now. And part of the reason why Terra Alma was founded is that having worked for some boutique real estate firms and then as well for global real estate firm, I found that I gravitated towards what I like to say was inspired by the Little Mermaid. Ariel, I want to be where the people are, where they're laughing and they're dancing and they're gathering and they're having a good time. So a lot of the major brokerage firms around the country and around the world are very uh, national focused. They work Mm -hmm. with big companies like Chipotle and Dunkin' Donuts and um, Ross and TJ Maxx. And the more that I got into it, I really loved the entrepreneurial spirit of the small business owner and helping local restaurants, retailers, bakeries go from one to five to 10. And so I just felt like there was a niche there available to us that we could work with small business owners in these local walkable communities and serve them the way that I had learned to serve the big national clients. Yeah. Well, that is a great segue. Um, Talk a little bit about your favorite types of projects. I think you've already touched on it a little bit, but give us some more examples. Absolutely. So again, kind of leaning into Little Mermaid and where the people are, uh, we really like to focus on downtown walkable communities. So thankfully in Atlanta as a train um, state, we have a lot of small communities that had perked up along the 
rail stops, um, you know, in the early 18, 1900s. And now those communities are starting to grow in that mm-hmm. city hall is there, the government facilities are there, right? Restaurants and shops are there. And, you know, in an instance such as downtown Norcross, those restaurants have been there for over 20 years. Wow. And it just shows the I think success and the the local love for those restaurants they're not big you know national brands but they are tried and true and it's one of those things where it's like the show cheers right you walk in everybody knows your name right because they're so used to seeing you you build up this community that you know if they don't see you on a first friday of the month and they're used to seeing you then they're asking about you they're caring that you didn't come in where were you how's everything going and so it's much more personal and intimate relationship in these downtown walkable environments than it is in anything that, you know, it's really car centric. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the, the train towns is so cool. You know, it's fun to see them, you know, the resurgence of them and to see them built out. I mean, you know, I, I live in Cartersville and when we moved up here in 2001, there were two or three restaurants that were there then that are still here now and then everything has kind of and there's a lot of empty space also back in 2001 2002 and and it's been really fun and interesting to watch you know all the different little local shops fill in and kind of the ebb and flow of that but it's you know these these downtowns are so much fun and um you know, it's also kind of cool to see the train go through town too. It's not it's not cool when it stops in the middle of the tracks, though. <laughs> Absolutely. Blocks everything from everyone. Well, the other trend that I know that you work with a lot that's super popular are food halls. So talk about why they're so popular and the opportunities they, you know, produce and create for, um, you know, entrepreneurs in the food space. Absolutely. No, it has been our pleasure working with um, a couple of food hall operators uh, in Atlanta, we actually lured one from New York to Atlanta and opened Chattahoochee Food Works. And in addition to you know scouting the site for them, we also helped in bringing in those individual vendors. So um, part of that process was you know we toured them through the site, we shared them all the information, and it was very rewarding for me to see their passion and their energy and their excitement. You know, many of them were not interested in doing a ghost kitchen where you're just producing for third-party vendors. They really wanted to see their guests enjoy and appreciate Mm -hmm. their food. And so it was very satisfying to work with those small business owners to help launch their path. So for example, Tide Take Kitchen was a mother, son, and daughter and they each had gone their own separate ways, but coming together and opening a stall at Chattahoochee Food Works gave them an opportunity to reconnect the family and all the skills that they learned during the time that they were each in their separate spaces. And you can just see the joy and the love that they cook with and serve with in their space, so much so that they've now gone on to open a second location and are looking at more. That's really cool. Well, talk a little bit about why these spaces are so popular? Why do you know? Why do people like food halls? Absolutely. So, kind of going back to what I said earlier, I mean, people want an opportunity to gather, to get together. So, for my family and I, we're a family of four. We love going to Chattahoochee Food Works because my sons will get a Philly cheesesteak. I can get a dish over at the vegan concept Tepe Hibachi. We can pick up some tacos at La Luz Taqueria, and so everybody has a chance to kind of get whatever they're you know, stomach is craving at the moment, but also still come back together and enjoy those different dishes together. And then at the end of it all, we're going for mochi nut and Morelli's ice cream to have that little taste of sweet at the end. So 
from a food hall perspective, I really love working on them because it brings together multiple different cultures um, mm -hmm. because of the different offerings and the balance that we have within the food hall. But it also gives families an opportunity not to have to argue of, you know, one adult wants to go here, the kid wants to go here, everybody can get, you know, what it is they want, and then gather in an environment that's warm and welcoming. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and it's interesting to see, you know, I always kind of wonder which came first. Is it the food truck or the food hall? I mean, do you think that a lot of food trucks get started and decide to move into food halls? Or how do you see that evolving for the, you know, for the small entrepreneur that's just getting started? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's been um, a little bit challenging over the years. Atlanta has kind of mixed feelings as it relates to food trucks. And even if you have a food truck, you have to be associated with a commissary kitchen or a kitchen where the health department can come out and check you know, mm -hmm. the quality of the ingredients and what you're doing. Uh, we did early on reach out to a handful of food truck owners. We feel like they had gone through that process. They had solidified their commitment with their commissary kitchen. They were successful. They had built up a loyal following. And so there were a handful of folks that we pursued that only had food trucks whose customer base really wanted them to have a permanent installation so right. that they didn't have to you know, play a scavenger hunt, finding out where they were going to be that weekend or that next following weekend. So having a permanent space inside Chattahoochee, for example, Grub Truck Stop was a food truck, still is a food truck and said, hey, you know, my customers really want me to have a permanent space. I'd love to be with you. We offer something different than everybody else in the food hall. So we um, ended up working with them and they provide kind of our you know, um, our funnel cake fries mm. and our seafood and crab, you know, grilled cheese. So it's just been a really beautiful offering to see um, how the food trucks can gravitate towards a food hall and have a permanent home before they move on to do a traditional brick and mortar. Right. Yeah. I mean, to me, I just kind of see both of those as like the the entry level, dip your toe in the water, see if your um, concept is successful and well-received and kind of work out all the, you know, glitches and everything. I mean, owning a restaurant, you know, whether it's a food truck or a food hall booth or a full-blown restaurant is, it's a lot of work and there's a lot of moving pieces. So I think it's a great opportunity for people to figure out if it's really for them or not. You're absolutely but. right. Crafting the perfect marketing strategy is like constructing the perfect pair of jeans. You need all the right components and expertise. Unlike trying on a dressing room full of jeans, denim marketing makes the process painless and easy. Denim marketing is the market leader in creating quality original content for home builders, developers, remodelers, and others in the industry. Call 770-383-3360 or email carol at denimmarketing.com to find out how denim marketing can be a comfortable fit for your social media, public relations, marketing campaigns, email marketing, blogs, and other marketing needs. Well, I think when a lot of our listeners think about commercial real estate, they think of office buildings. And office buildings kind of boring, right? I mean, they don't have to be. And I think that's the point you make a lot. Um, you know, today's workers not really looking for an office building where they just you know park their car in a giant deck or outside, go in the office building. Maybe the only choice of anything in there is the, you know, old dated cafeteria that serves, you know, has a salad bar and whatever their, you know, meat and three is that day. But, you know, uh, talk about what you're doing in this space to kind of transform these single use 
I hate to say it, but boring commercial office spaces that no one really wants to have to go to into places they want to be. Right. Well, I think we're all um, happy to see the rise of mixed use. The mixed use is defined as, you know, adding the single vertical of residential, office, industrial, retail. And, you know, it could just be as simple as residential mixed with retail. So a multifamily developer that has apartments above has retail at the base or conversely, if there's an opportunity to work with an office group to increase the retail at their property. So there's actually been a rise of a handful of office campuses that have not historically been connected where I've pitched a handful of them about adding retail to the base of their building or doing some kind of an activation with the food truck park or shipping container park in order to help drive that, you know, return to the office so that people have an opportunity to get more done than if they were just coming into the office to work. Right. So for example, I think in an ideal scenario for a mixed use project, you would have a cafe where upon arriving to the property, you could grab your coffee, maybe a breakfast burrito, something to nibble on. You could perhaps drop your dog off at a grooming shop or um, a pet boarding facility so that they are on property with you that you could go get them at lunch and enjoy lunch together and maybe throw the ball around and play and then you know bring them back at lunch. You've already pre-ordered from a, an awesome like Indian restaurant downstairs where you walk downstairs, you get your lunch, it's already ready. You don't have to wait in line. And so there are means to help transform an office complex mm -hmm. and property by adding the appropriate food and beverage and service to the site. I mean, there's a project happening in Buckhead right now that I'm very excited about because they're adding a brewery, they're adding restaurants, they're adding shops. And it is in a perfect spot where currently you have 2 million square feet of office just in that facility, wow. but surrounding it within a 15 minute walk, you've got multifamily, you have hotel, you've got single family, you've got schools. And so this creates a beautiful gathering space, not only for the office worker that's coming to the property to work, but for the surrounding community that, mm -hmm. you know, can jump on their bike or they can go for a walk and they can come here and really enjoy, you know, being in this outdoor space where you could look around and you don't even feel like you're in Atlanta because you're in this enclave of so much greenery and beauty and um, entertainment. Yeah. You know, and I think so much of it is is about the experience, you know, having that experience and being able to, yeah, I love the idea of, you know, playing with your dog at lunch, but you know, it's also about the convenience. You know, if you're going to spend, you know, heaven forbid it, you're commuting an hour or an hour and a half in Atlanta traffic in your car, you know, if you're going to spend that hour, an hour and a half to be able to run some of your errands at lunch or, you know, not have to drive again at lunch, I think it's a big deal for a lot of people. Yeah. Well, and that, as you mentioned, kind of get some errands done. I mean, thankfully, you know, there's the rise of internet shopping. So mm -hmm. order your groceries for delivery or, you know, what we talked about with this particular development is having perhaps some of the restaurants do a subscription service where maybe Ooh. two or three days a week, you've got your menu already ready for you. You pick it up after you leave the office, you can you know take it home and you're good to go. Or, you know, maybe you end up staying at the brewery and the restaurants with your colleagues and having a good time and then grabbing your dog a little later and then going home. So that right. way you can get much more than just work done with this 
full experience. Yeah, I love that. That's a great idea. So I I hope that more people will will listen to you because today's office worker wants that. You know, they don't want to go back to the office because the office is a single-use, boring facility that doesn't really do anything to enrich their life. So, you know, and I think most people like to be around others during the day and when working and like the camaraderie, but they want more than just that. So um, kudos to you for your vision and continued push in that direction. Another area you work a lot in that always fascinates me is wellness. So what trends do you see in that area and um, and anything cool coming to Atlanta soon as it relates Absolutely. to wellness? Yes. Um, so yeah, no, it, it kind of going on and connecting to the, the modifications in the office environment by adding retail, we're also seeing the rise of the wellness sector. So the wellness sector could be yoga, massage, Pilates, meditation, and I think another component that as you look at these mixed use environments and adding retail, retail today, unfortunately, is not, you know, 100% soft goods or jewelry or shoes, right? People can buy those items online or they right. can go to their favorite shops and pick them up. So as we say retail, it, it encompasses service, getting your hair cut, getting a mm-hmm. massage, eating a good meal, and then wellness, you know, has continued to rise, whether that's through fitness um, athleisure where, you know, more and more people are dressing a little bit more casual and comfortable mm-hmm. rather than, you know, in traditional business suits. Um, and so with that, you're seeing the rise of hot springs and mm-hmm. spas and med spas. Uh, we've had the honor of actually working with a group that's coming to the market for the first fully immersive hot springs mm. offering in North Forsyth, which is up the 400 corridor incoming and uh, conveniently connected to the collection at Forsyth, which is a mixed use project already there that this will be the neighbor to. Um, So I'm very excited as it relates to the offerings that they're going to be having, whether it's a fully immersive experience as though you're in Japan or Rome, Italy or Costa Rica. But really what most excites me about it is the requirements that you have to put your phone down and you can't be on your computer while you're enjoying the relaxation and the beauty that is the, um, gosh, what does he described it as? We're doing um, bioluminescence within the springs. And so it allows the springs to glow as though it's illuminated, but it's not illuminated by lights. And so I I can't wait to have that experience and and get some photos and share with everybody how that comes to life. So 2024 opening, and I'll be sharing some more news as it all comes together. Uh, That's super exciting. I can't wait for that. Um, I think I'm a little addicted to massage and spa, so I can't wait to check that one out. Um, Well, you know, what types of businesses you know, should call you or, you know, work with you? How does that process work? Yeah, thanks for asking, Carol. So um, we like to secret shop some of our prospective clients. So we've had a handful of folks reach out to us. They realize, you know, in the food and beverage space, it's difficult to know how a lot of restaurants and communities perform. So it's very important for us to have those connections with the restaurant operators and understand the health of the restaurant, how the market's doing, how things have changed. And so we um, field inquiries often, which I'm so grateful for. And we like to focus in the food and beverage space, in the entertainment space, and as we talked earlier, in wellness, but also in small walkable communities. 
So uh, if people would reach out via our website, we are at terraalma, T-E-R-R-A-A-L-M-A.com. Um, we've got kind of an onboarding um, initial inquiry that we can field and then move on to a in-person conversation. Yeah, and you guys will represent, so so someone who owns a building could come to you and say, we want to create this fabulous space, help us fill it up. Or I guess a business could also come to you and say, we're looking for our next great location to expand and have three more locations. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's so funny. Um, I'm very active on LinkedIn. I post about what's happening in Georgia in retail and food and beverage. And just within the last two weeks, we've had two very well-known and well-respected chefs reach out to say, I see how well-connected you are. <laughs> I really would love to talk to you because you can perhaps find um, some great opportunities for us to expand our growing brands. Fantastic. Well, you are incredibly well-connected. There is no doubt about that. Um, I think you're probably one of the top 10 movers and shakers in the commercial real estate industry in Atlanta as far as making connections and helping your the businesses you work with grow and giving them, you know, giving them connections, you know, even if it's, I guess the thing I, I like about you and like about working with you is you help make those connections, even if there's no benefit to you other than it makes you feel good to do the right thing. You're, you know, you're kind of the 411 on, you know, spaces and places and who's who in the commercial real estate sector. And um, I just hear it time and time again from your clients. And, um, you know, I have the pleasure of talking to a lot of your clients. And it's just, it's impressive to see um, how those relationships evolve and how much they value your input and your knowledge. So keep doing what you're doing. Well, with that, we're about out of time. So one last time, remind our listeners where they can find more information about you and Tara Alma. Absolutely. Yes, you can find us online at T-E-R-R-A-A-L-M-A.com is our website. We're on social on Instagram at Tara Alma underscore. And then on Facebook, Tara Alma. And we'd love to chat with you. Thank you. Excellent. Well, that's a wrap for this week's Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio. Um, I'd like to thank Edie Weintraub of Terra Alma for joining me in studio today. On behalf of our show sponsor, Denim Marketing, I'm your host, Carol Morgan. If you enjoyed today's show, then please go over to iTunes and give us a positive rating and review. You can download and listen to all of the Atlanta Real Estate Forum radio shows on Stitcher, Spotify, and iTunes. Um, if you're interested in being a guest, reach out to me via email, carol at denimmarketing.com, and let me know what you'd like to talk about. With that, I'm going to say it's a wrap for today's show, and I look forward to seeing everybody right here again next week. Today's episode was made possible by Denim Marketing, the publisher of Atlanta Real Estate Forum, Atlanta's favorite real estate blog, and source for real estate news, trends, new home communities, model homes, builders, and more. Denim Marketing is a comfortable fit, like your favorite pair of jeans. Denim Marketing tailors marketing strategies to meet your specific needs and niche. Try them on for size. They will work to create a perfect fit for your company's marketing program. Call them at 770-383-3360 or send an email to info at denimmarketing.com. For more information on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio or to inquire about being a guest, contact info at atlantarealestateforum.com. Check out the radio show by visiting atlantarealestateforum.com or by listening to the show on your podcast or iTunes app. 
And if you enjoyed today's broadcast, we'd sure appreciate a rating and review on iTunes. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Atlanta Real Estate Forum radio show.